You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. I am stoked for today's conversation. It is with Stephanie Gass. She talks all things being a businesswoman. What's the difference between being the businesswoman with all the quotes and things and hustles that we see on Pinterest versus being the businesswoman we're called to be in Christ? So in today's episode, we're diving into that. Why does making money feel scammy sometimes? How do you put your passions to the test and make a profit? Why is it so important to have that bigger picture in mind? Stephanie talks all about it. Stephanie is the podcast host of the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, where she talks all of these details and more. She's got all the business ideas and is a genius in encouraging other women, helping them identify their spiritual gift and how to profit from their passions. So if you are a businesswoman, a want-to-be businesswoman, maybe you're a mom and you feel a little stuck with all the hats you're currently wearing, or you just don't know what's your next step if you have a great idea in mind, today's episode is for you. So I'm so glad you're here, and I can't wait to hop right in. This is so fun. We were just talking about how fun it is to have another podcast woman on a podcast. It just is like so much more low-key, laid back. I'm like, you get me. I get you. Yeah, and it's just the conversation. That's the best part. Yes. Like, there's no stress, you know? Just digging into who we are. I love it. Pretending we're both on my couch with a cup of coffee or wine, depending on the time of day. Right. (laughs) Just chatting all things. Like I said, you're not new to the podcast world. You have an amazing one called Mompreneur Mastermind Show. It is perfect for who you are from getting to know you online. Like you are a woman who does multiple things really well because you don't have to do them perfectly. And we just were talking about that too. Like the, you don't have the pressure to produce and be perfect. But I want you to almost just take a second, tell us who Stephanie is, what you have going on behind the scenes or behind your bliss, as we say around here. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a mama to two little boys. I've got a six-year-old and a three and a half-year-old and I'm married and we live right outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we live on this kind of like farm ish where Ooh. I've always been like, oh yeah, we have like farmhouse and I have all like the farmhouse signs, but we didn't have any animals, you guys, until two days ago. We just got some baby goats. What? Yeah, like I'm officially a wannabe farm lady with my little <laughs> goats. So that's funny. And my life is all about just being authentically a mess, but kind of embodying that that woman that Christ has asked me to be, which is a really present wife and mom, but also this fierce businesswoman. And what I do from a business perspective, from my PJs, don't get it twisted, is I help Christian mompreneurs get clarity over their calling in their lives because I believe every single woman was born with a spiritual gift, every human. Mm -hmm. And we lose it sometimes as moms and as we grow and as we, we change so much and we evolve and we get lost in oh gosh, I don't think I have a spiritual gift because it's so natural. So I help women uncover that through coaching. And then I help them create a business out of it because I truly feel that when we are in alignment 
with what God wants us to do in our lives, he will pour the provision and favor all around us so that we're impacting others, you know, and helping people. And so that's what I do from a business perspective. And yes, I run the show and that's kind of me where I sit today. And it's so much fun because that's definitely not where I sat when I started in entrepreneurship. We can totally dissect that fun little ditty if we want to. (laughs) We will. Oh, we will. This is what's so cool about this conversation is we haven't yet had a business. I mean, we have, but not as a direct like, hey, let's sit down and have an actual conversation about what it means to be a believer businesswoman. And we're going to unpack that today. Tell us about how you became the podcast host you are, the mom you are, all these things that you, you've you become because of this journey of going through the, like, hey, I don't actually have it together, but I also can, like, make it work. For sure. I think that as we grow, we navigate different pieces of worthiness, and we try to understand at the core of everything what creates worthiness for me and what makes me happy. Mm, and yeah. every decade kind of has a different uh, definition of that. So in my in my, you know, teenage years and early 20s it was all about oh, being popular, being seen, um getting attention from others equals worthiness. So you navigate that space and through that is what for me it was partying, it was a lot of selfishness. I think that's maybe a lot of what we face as as teenagers trying to figure out what is worthiness equal. And then I kind of transitioned into mid-20s all the way, like for those late 20s, very early 30s. I'm 30, I'm about to be 35, so in like a couple of weeks, so this is happening. <laughs> uh, happy to say 30s, uh, got it a lot more together than my 20s. But in my late 20s, it was all about, oh, money equals worthiness and and business and success. And so for my personality type, I'm very naturally driven. I'm a natural leader. If you guys would have looked at me at 10-year-old Stephanie, I was on a stage directing people where to stand, telling people how to, you know, I'm like, Donnie, you're the tree, but you need to be quiet because you're the tree. And I'm like, you know, telling everybody what to do. It's always been inside of me. Do you study Enneagram stuff? Do you know what your Enneagram type is? I'm a three wing two. What? Me too. Me too. So you get me, girl. Twins. Exactly. And so we have these strengths and weaknesses, even from childhood, but it's it's uncovering how to how to navigate them as our personalities grow and mature. And I think God uses each of these phases and he pulls from us the lessons that we need to learn to turn all of these tests ultimately into our testimony, right? Yeah. So getting into the 20s, I'm like, okay, it's money, it's worthiness. I went top 1% in a network marketing company and I let that become everything. Rachel, it was a huge idol in my life. It was more success, more money, more I want to be on the stage for all the wrong reasons. And I let everything consume me and everything that actually mattered fall away. And it's so easy because your strength for me, business and, and mentorship and leading women and encouragement, the devil saw that as an opportunity as well. Ooh, she loves that. Let me put right, pour yes. this fire on that for her so that she can become a workaholic and all-consuming. And this is how he can distract us from 
God's gifting and what he's calling us so clearly to do, it becomes so muddled sometimes when we get lost in what feels right as a human and our ego is telling Mm -hmm. us more. So in my late 20s, I did all of that and God stepped in, thank goodness, and shut me down. And he was basically like, Steph, we got to pivot. And I talk to God like that. You know, he like he gets me. So I'm like, excuse me, did you literally just shut me down? Like <laughs> I was having a lot of success over there. And he's like, I said, no, sister. He friend. can take the sass. <laughs> yeah. He's like, good thing he knows me, you guys. He's like, she's kind of sassy, but, you know, I can I can redirect her. So God stepped in and my network marketing business fell apart. And it was what I needed to be reborn, you guys, because sometimes we have to get shaken to our core so that we are seeking spiritually. And That's I was good. in this space of the money, money's gone, right? The success is gone. We had to sell a motorcycle to pay the bills. We had to borrow money from my son's savings account to pay the bills. I was 60 pounds overweight, full-fledged workaholic. And the only thing I had ever tied to extreme worthiness, which was money and success, was wow. gone. Stripped, literally so, like everything stripped away. Yes. And I'm sitting there, this broken down person, crying into my Doritos, just <laughs> watching Netflix. Like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, I've got a newborn. I've got a two and a half year old and I had failed. Quote unquote, right? Right. Yeah. And so stripped. I love that you say that. That's exactly what it was. And so I really went through it. You guys remember the Britney Spears breakdown year? (laughs) That was not you. Was it? It was bad. It was so bad. And I was was hiding it under like overeating. I was hiding it under panic of like what – how else can I make money? Because money equaled worth. So I was like, I'm going to just go back to corporate. I'm going to make T-shirts. This is not a lie. I'm going to make T-shirts on Amazon merch. Ladies, I did that. I was panicking. I was panicking to find worth. So for about a year, I went through this really strange like self-discovery process again of like, who am I? And about six months into this mess, I'm like, it's for goodness sake, like God will tell me who I am. Why am I trying to tell me who I am? I don't know who I am. Yeah. And I went into my office and I shut the door and I got out a sheet of paper, Rachel, and I wrote down who is the woman that Christ needs me to be? Who is the woman that he has created me to be? And I just started jotting things down. I said, she's she's so energetically fueled. She's spiritual. Before she does something, she makes sure that God's asking her to do it. She's healthy. She's excited about life. She's spending time with her kids, meaningful time. She is working less than ever, yet... She is able to financially provide for the right yeah. reasons. She like all the things. And I'm writing this stuff down and it's flowing out of me. Holy Spirit moment. I could feel it. And then I just stared at the paper and I'm like, must be nice to be her. <laughs> like, it's really what you're saying. This whole idea of this Proverbs 31 woman, she is passionate and excited and strong and powerful, but it's all coming from what Christ is asking exactly, her to do. Yes. Yeah. And I just didn't know how to do it. It's like you sit there and you think, well, that sounds great, but how? So I started praying, started getting up every morning, talking to God, praying, journaling, reading my Bible again, going back to church because we had been sporadic with that. 
And I just fully felt this moment, this shift inside of me of like, I am a vessel. Surprise me. Use me. I'm fully giving it over. The trust, I'm handing it over. And for us, like if you guys follow the Enneagram, for a three to say, I'm not in charge of my success anymore. (laughs) You've come to a low. Yes, you've hit rock bottom almost. Yeah. So I'm like, it's it's as if I boxed up my ego and I handed it over and I said, God, it's yours. I'm done. It was really hard. And what happened was every day I did one thing that that woman would do. So signed up for the gym I couldn't afford so that I'd show up. I went live on Facebook, even though I didn't really know what I was supposed to be doing yet. I just knew I had to help encourage women to get over their fears and, and step into their calling. And I didn't know how, but I just started. And then over about the process of three years, really, since that day, the craziest transformation has happened, Rachel, where I'm the woman on the paper. And it didn't happen overnight. And there was very difficult moments of this isn't working and I don't know how and it's unclear or where's the money coming from. But I just kept going back to that, you know, really that second Corinthians nine, eight verse that says, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And I kept saying, he promises it. Just keep going, Stephanie. And today I sit here and I look at the paper and I'm her and I'm working less than ever, but making more so I can do more for good. I don't have to stress out. Um, I'm really present with my kids and my family and I'm really living this super proactive life where every hour of my day is mine again and I don't feel panicked and I don't feel overworked and I don't feel stressed and I'm making a huge impact for Christian mompreneurs everywhere and it feels humbling and like such a blessing to be able to say that when I just trusted in God, he created the path and he gave me the women that needed me and he opened the floodgates. And it's just, it's like a miracle. Yeah. I'm sitting here just nodding like, yes, that is what I want. Or like, yes, I can totally agree. And I'm so encouraged by you saying all this too. And something comes to my mind I've heard before is that we are not called to be human doings. We're we're called to be human beings. And so I think that's the, honestly, the difference between being the businesswoman Pinterest tells you to be and the businesswoman we've called to, we've been called to biblically is we are, we are the vessel, like you're saying, and we are supposed to be used and supposed to serve. And in return, he will give us the abundance and the opportunity and like the realization with our gifts. But if we're so distracted by just like getting the to-do list done and overworking and honestly, like I, I feel like I may be even in that season where I feel so, so scattered because I'm like, I want to do all the things. God's like, I haven't called you to do all the things. I've called you to do this thing. And I want you to do this thing well yeah. that um, I feel like really is in that moment, like you said, box up your ego and give it to the Lord and be like, I don't know what you're going to do with it. But at this point, I know it's much better than what I'm doing with it. So I'm giving it back to you because it's yours in the first place. Would you say like that is really the difference between the businesswoman the world tells us to be, and then the businesswoman we're called to in Christ? I do. I love that you said a human being, not a human doing. I've actually never heard that before, but that's just everything. <laughs> I and can't take credit. I forget here, where I heard here's it. What I think. So don't quote me, but I love it too. It's good. So people think of a side hustle. We think of 
a business, we think of how do I make money? That's what we think of. And I get it. We think of that for good reason because we want to leave the full-time job and be home with the kids or we, we are excited about a calling and we think that in order to do a calling, we have to be profitable at it. Or we think if we're not making money, we are unworthy of, of doing anything outside of what gives us our income. I understand all the reasons why we think success in business equals money, but I've actually learned it is so opposite of that. The ultimate success, fulfillment, and joy in your life comes from taking your calling, your spiritual gifting, and transferring it to other people. What is your gift and how can you teach it to others and how can you just gift it for free and inspire and get someone else the results that you know how to get? Doing doing it authentically and genuinely and caring about each human. Every like you see on social media is another person. Every message is like a friend, like right now. It's, it's a real person and they matter. Yeah. And we think of going wide, but really it's going deep with people and serving and serving and serving and serving. And the beautiful end result of all of that is you end up being profitable. Why? Because you've helped someone else get a transformation. They trust you. And now they want to work with you or have implementation with you or buy your products and services, et cetera. Because they like you, because they trust you, and they and you made them feel seen. Right. And now you're profitable, which is not something that I think we should ever feel guilty or bad about. Because when you're in alignment and doing God's work and helping inspire other people or teach them something or make them feel excited in their life again or help them, whatever, lose the weight, be a better mama, be a homeschool mama, like whatever the thing is that you want to do and God is asking you to do that. I think that favor and provision that comes from that, and we can just say it, money is an actual beautiful confirmation that you are on the right track. Why do you think it feels so scammy? Like, I mean, I hate using that word, but honestly, it's like anytime I think like, oh, wow, I'm really good at fill in the blank. Like, let me like serve people that way and charge them a buck or two so that I in return have the provision for my family. Like, why? Why does that feel so weird? I think it feels weird because sometimes it's from childhood. We don't have money. Let's just call the bluff. Say all the things. Yeah. Money's bad. You know, money's evil. And there are even scripture that talks about letting money become an idol. Here's the thing. Anything that anything can become mm-hmm. an idol. Your looks, your weight, your money in the bank account, your relationship, your kids, like anything can become an idol. And that means you're putting it before God. You're putting it before the kingdom. But if you're using money to further the kingdom, then why and how could it possibly be bad. Now, granted, like I said earlier, there's a fine line. So you have to constantly discern, why do I want this income? What amount of income creates heaven on earth for me so that I can do more good? So when I think about what would I do when I when I create a million dollar business, I think about, holy smokes, I could be 
part of the kingdom builders at my church where we tithe 15, 20%. I could give to my son's public school and like revamp their library. I could give to the, give to children in need. And like something that really inspires me is helping children get out of, you know, bad situations. I could also pay off debt. Can we get an amen? I could also whatever insert, feed my family with organic food if I want, or get more farm animals. Like you guys, it's about living your best life here. And it is okay to desire that, right? We are told that we can experience heaven on earth. And it takes money and provision and joy and excitement and fulfillment to do that. And so I think we have to get out of that mindset that money is bad. Money can be bad. But if you're discerning that you want money to do more good for the kingdom, I can't imagine God's not going to just double down on that. Like, I think he is saying those of us that are brave enough to go from called to chosen, he will literally pour that provision all over our lives because he knows that our hearts are good and that we want to go and do more work for him. Yeah. Does that make sense? And I'm led, I've been reading in second Corinthians and I just had to look it up, but second Corinthians nine, 10 says now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. And it's that it's that like, we are, we are investors. Like he has given us the gift of profit of money or whatever it is so that we can find ways to invest it into somebody else's career, future library, your church. Like it's a, it's a, it's a process. And when he sees like, while she is really doing and stewarding the seed and this bread well, it's like, it becomes a a cyclical effect. And, but that can't happen if you are, like you're saying, idling money so much that that's what's causing you to even show up for your business in the first place to where then when you get it, you hoard it and it becomes your, your place of security rather than your, your place of generosity. And I love how it mentions seed and bread. Like seed is meant to plant, right? Like you can't eat seed. It's it's yucky. Like that would never taste good. But on the other side, like bread can never be planted and yield more bread. It, it has to be eaten and it's yummy. And so it also at the same time is us discerning the gifts Lord's given us, whether it's an actual gift talent or if it's money and provision and saying, what, what is it that I'm supposed to do at this moment? Is it bread for me or is this seed to plant for later? And like you're saying, being in that constant mindset of filtering really like what, what he's bestowing upon us and figuring out what our next step is with that is obedience. And I think that, yeah, is exactly what makes business women from the Proverbs 31 standpoint, completely different than the woman who's hustling, yelling at you over Pinterest with hustle quotes, you know? Exactly. And can I say one more thing on this point? Always. When when you think about provision as well, and you just said it's it's really all about stewarding that money well, and he'll always give you what you need to go and do that work. And I think God also really recognizes when we're ready for yeah. that. Because there's been moments where I'm doing all the work that he's asking me to do. And I'm showing up and I'm pouring in and I feel like I'm not reaping, you know, the benefits of all the work I'm doing. But I think he also knows us so well to know, are they ready? Are they ready to reap this harvest so that they can then turn around and, and sow this harvest back and give it back to the community? Because it's really all about 
being a vessel for that provision, right? And saying, I take all this in and I am willing to give it back all out, which is a really hard place to get to. But I'll tell you guys something. You know, Psalms 23.1 says, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I lack nothing. Just think about that for a second. I'll tell you a crazy story of how these miracles just flow through and how it really solidified the trust that I have that I I never have to worry about money. We had this crazy tax bill come through. There was seven years that there was this certain tax where I live, it's certain to our state, didn't know there was the second tier of tax. (laughs) Seven years of that. Yeah. It comes through. I end up getting this managed audit and find out that I owe $18,100. Okay. Oh, wow, wow. And hi, it's due. This was in December. And I just was like, I felt not, I didn't feel panicked. I didn't worry. I said, listen, God promised me I lack nothing. He will give this to me and figure out a way for me to pay this. So in December, I just am praying over what should I do. And I have this great inspiration of how I can help my community in a deeper way. And I launched this program to help my Christian mompreneurs go next level. And within two weeks, and this is not a joke, $22,000. And and I'm like, okay. And I knew it. That is literally from the hand of God himself saying, "I, I promised you, you didn't worry. You didn't freak out. You didn't let your ego get in the way. You didn't get weird and salesy and panicked about how to make money. You let me take care of it. So there's also working really, really extremely hard when you figure out your calling in your business, but then trusting that he'll figure out the other pieces and that the money will flow through when you need it and when you're ready. Because what if that had happened three months earlier? I may not have had it left or I may have whatever with it. It was like just on time, just on time. And it doesn't always work out that way, but I've had enough of those experiences in the past three years to know There's never a moment where I'm panicking about having enough. Yeah. So I want to share that story because you guys have to recognize the miracles when they come through and write them down so that when you are doubting that God has got you, you go back to that miracle journal and you just read them and you're going to go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, again and again. And won't he do it? Won't he do it? I I'm so encouraged by that too. I love hearing testimonies because I I do believe testimonies stir up other testimonies and oftentimes act as like the thing that we grip onto to be like, God, you did it before. You'll do it again. You provided it before. I have the proof that my heart needs that it shouldn't, that you'll show up the next time in the next circumstance because the next circumstance is going to happen whether we want it to or not. And so I know I'm I'm grateful you shared that 100%. Won't he do it? Have you heard that song? Who was it by? Kirk Franklin? I, oh, I don't know. But I, yeah, I've heard that a couple places and I just love it. It's so okay, good. No, it's Corin Hawthorne. Hawthorne. I'm going to send it to you after the recording and I'll link it in the show notes because it is a bop. Okay. It is really fun, especially if you just need to like claim it. He's going to do it. It's a good one. I, oh, this is good. I'm very encouraged <laughs> because I think this is a great conversation needing to be had, especially in just like the... In the women's world, in ministry, and it can, like we said earlier, feel yeah. scammy and there's no shame and, and there's no shame in doing what you feel called to and your passion and creating a profit from it. I feel like, though, you have got some really great advice for those that might be um, blocked 
Like, I feel like there's, like, this is all great and this sounds amazing. Absolutely. But if we're honest, a lot of times there's blocks in the road that keep us from getting to this thing that we're talking about. Like, the utopia of, like, women in business and, you know, believers. So what are some of those blocks if we can identify them? And then maybe some practical steps to, to get over the hurdle if listeners are experiencing them. Yes. I love this question. And I think it really all starts with having a really open dialogue and communication with Christ and constantly saying, use me, move my feet, surprise me. Because what's funny is sometimes where you guys are sitting is just one piece of the puzzle. Every situation, God will use it, right? He wastes nothing. So if you're sitting there today and you're like, well, Steph, I'm working at a restaurant and I'm scraping gum off the table and I really don't feel that excited about this and I don't see the provision flowing through. Well, listen, you're just not there yet because it's not in your timing. It's in God's timing. But how can you be the best dang gum scraper in the in the world? How can you pour happiness onto the people that you're meeting in the restaurant every single day and then trusting and saying, God, use me, surprise me transition me, move my feet. What is this for? Because he will take that small experience in your life and he will compound it. And something that you did there will make so much sense a decade later. And you're going to go, oh my gosh, I am now a restaurant franchisee (laughs) owner. And I had to go through all of those things so I could get it from my employee perspective. Guys, I had to fail as an entrepreneur because now I'm coaching women that feel like they're failing. I had to sit there I had to. And God knew that if he let me experience that, that he could use it for Mm -hmm. good. And I would be able to transform her at a deeper, more empathetic level. So first, it's open that dialogue and trusting. Okay. And I know you don't want to hear that because it's annoying because it's like, but I don't want (laughs) to wait a decade to own a restaurant. It's the Chick-fil-A style of business, that Christian chicken. You have to work at Chick-fil-A to own a Chick-fil-A. Amen. So you start there. The second thing is you have to self-inventory. One of the hardest things that I have my clients do is we have to look at ourselves in the mirror and do some work because a lot of times we are hiding behind who we think we should be, who someone else is telling us we should be. We are projecting our parents onto what we do today or whatever. You got to look inside your heart and get out that sheet of paper, just like I did. Remove all the distraction. Forget about what you do today. Forget about it. Just look at the paper and say, if I was the ultimate version of me, what would that look like? What would that woman do feel like? What would her relationships be like? What would her business model or not business model? What would she be doing on a daily basis? What's the vision of her life? And you write all that down And then you have to sit in that for a moment and say, where am I off track? Which methods are not in alignment with getting to that picture on the paper? And sometimes that's really hard because it'll be some, maybe some friendships you got to let go of. Maybe it's a certain business that you're doing that isn't fitting you anymore, but you keep fighting it because you're me and you're stubborn. (laughs) And God's like, I said, no, sister, let it go, Linda. (laughs) Letting go of the things that aren't in alignment with who God's asking you to be, okay? And that sometimes takes a good year of realigning, okay? And and he'll tell you what's wrong and right if you let him. So it's getting yourself out of the way. 
And then that third tier is you've got to start taking a lot of action. This might be the hardest part because when you're taking action on something that is unclear, it feels really dumb. It's like, I don't know how. I don't know what to say. How can I ever go start the cookie business? No one will buy it. Someone's already doing that. I'm an imposter. I'm not qualified. I don't have a following. I don't know how to get on Instagram. Whatever the thing that the enemy is telling you is a lie. And it is there to test your faith and what your calling is. So you've just got to start taking action. And it's going to feel very uncomfortable, super overwhelming. It's not going to be clear at first because clarity comes through action. But you've got to start with something. So I always recommend just do 30 minutes a day of something that feels like it's inside of that calling work for you to get over the block. So for example, if you're like, okay, I've really had this idea in my heart to start creating these paper PDF planners that I want to sell to homeschooling moms, for example, but I just don't know. I don't know how, but God's like, you have a way, you have a system, you can share this with other moms and help them have more success with homeschooling, make it less difficult, more simplistic. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to start with step one. And you create a Facebook group that day. And then day two, you just post in the group, what are you guys struggling with, with homeschooling? And then on the third day, you go out and you create a little Pinterest graphic, bringing people to your Facebook group. And there's nobody there yet. But guess what? If you just keep doing the things, God will bring you the women. That's the same. It's like saying, here I am. Send me. So that's my three step. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, I love it. So I'd start there. And it's a process, okay? It's not overnight. It really isn't. I would say that my whole point to now, I've been a full-time entrepreneur for eight years. And there has been some really high highs in there and some super low lows. But the biggest transformation happened when I gave it over. And I had to let go of the fear of success or the fear of lack of success or the fear of where the money came from or the fear of where the clients, I just gave it over. I was like, I'm just going to do it. If somebody watches it, fine. If nobody watches it, fine. I'm going to try to market the thing. If someone buys it, great. I have one person. If nobody buys it, I don't care. Right. And I just had to get over myself. Yeah. And he, oh gosh, this is, here it is. Here's the bottom line. <laughs> it is selfish of us to worry about how successful something will be, right? It's our responsibility, our responsibility to take action on the call and to not worry about the outcome. That's good. That is so good. Think on Amazing roadblocks and practical next steps. I'm like over here dotting things down on my notes on my phone. Like, okay, do this. Stop doing this. Take inventory, Rachel. It's time to evaluate. (laughs) Like all these things. You have amazing next steps, but you also have like – what you were saying earlier, you do lots of coaching. You have a podcast of your own, amazing like practicals all over your website. So for the woman that wants maybe some more information, maybe even some more like specifics, where can they find more of Stephanie and all the things that you have to talk about? Yeah, I would love for you guys to come listen to my podcast. If you are a faith-led entrepreneur or you want to be some type of entrepreneur, have a business, uh, have a calling on your heart that you're ready to leap on, please come listen to my show. I have hours of training. I do live coaching over there and it's at the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, anywhere you listen to podcasts. 
And then secondly, my website is stephaniegass.com and it's S-T-E-F-A-N-I-E and then gas is G-A-S-S. And I have free gifts over there. I have blogs, all the funny, fun things. And then lastly, please come laugh at my Instagram stories. (laughs) If you guys want to see a true hot mess mama in her fullest potential at the same time, which is so fun, come laugh at my stories and drop me a DM and say, hi, I respond to every single one of you that send me a DM. I want you to know that you're seen and that I care about you. And if you learned something in this episode, I would love love to hear what that was. She can hook a sister up, people. Like, Stephanie is your girl. So if you need those (laughs) specifics or you just need some love and encouragement, next steps. Like, Stephanie is the way to go. For sure. Hey, I have a quick question that was one of my favorites to ask. It has nothing to do with business. I mean, it might. What's something that you're loving that you have to share with the listeners that it could be a resource, a product, I mean, a song, playlist, it could be anything. Something that I'm loving. Gosh, you know, I I just read a book by Joyce Meyer, which is, um, is it The Power of the Mind? It's the mind one by Joyce Meyer. I have it over there. It like I read it a couple of weeks ago, but it's still with me. Wow. You guys, if you have not read that book to understand how much your mind and your limiting beliefs are impacting your work here. Is it Battlefield of the Mind? Yes, that's it. Okay. Battlefield okay. of the Mind. You guys go read that one. She's a Christian author. It's really, really incredible because we th- we think we're doing all the right things and and we're taking action and we're doing the self-inventory. But if your mindset is not in the right space, you're going to have such an uphill battle. So I would highly recommend that book, Rachel. And I don't know why that popped through for me, but there's there a reason. Go. There's always a reason something gets brought up, whether it's random or not. A listener is probably like, oh, I've had that in my cart for a while. Uh, on that note, Get yeah. Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen is very similar, but like, like I'm sure – just as amazing. Um, I haven't read Brainstorm or Battlefield of the Mind, but I have read Get Out of Your Head. Okay. And I'll have to check that one out. It's a very good one. Um, but yeah, all about like the only person really keeping you back is yourself and your own mind games you're playing. So how do you like detox yeah. your thoughts basically? It's life changing for sure. Oh, Stephanie, I have so enjoyed today and I am literally so fired up. I'm like, I got my second, third, fourth, fifth next steps on what I'm going to do today with my business. For real, I would highly encourage people become her online friend. Stephanie is the best and I'm so grateful that you were able to join us for a conversation today. Oh, thank you for having me, Rachel. This has been so much fun and I hope that we can continue our friendship and continue growing together.